You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, Pilot Part 2. Welcome to the show. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me here at another episode of From Sobriety to Recovery. My name is Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Boy, is this going to be exciting. This is the pilot, part two. Now, why does that need to exist? The way I decided to do this was because when I go back over the numbers for my show, I am consistently noticing that people listening to the pilot. And it got me to thinking that if the pilot's still getting hits, even though it's been out for a year, then I have to assume that it's because people want to get a quick idea of what the show's going to be about before they decide to you know, give a lot of their time to it. So if you're one of those people, welcome to Pilot Part 2. Perhaps you even listened to Pilot Part 1. When I went back and listened to um, the Pilot Part 1, boy... There's so many different things about how I present the show now that ended up playing out. And, you know, two, the confidence that I have behind the microphone after 40-some shows with this, plus another 30 or 40 with College Success Habits. And so I thought, you know what? Let's do another pilot. What, what would the pilot sound like if done today, having already experienced 44-some episodes? And so that's where we're at. Then so I'm going to do it in the same format that I did last time, and we're, we're just going to talk about it in a way where now we have experience under our belt. And what I thought the show was going to be has changed a lot, but it also hasn't. It stuck a lot to exactly what I thought it was going to become, and we're going to discuss that today. So that if you're listening to this for the first time or you're, you've been listening this entire year, you just get another uh, you know, brief refresher about what we're going to be doing as we go into this new year and this new decade. For some of you, you might be thinking about starting up into sobriety and recovery. You might be at day one. You might be at day 10, 100. It doesn't matter where you're at. You're welcome here. This is an inclusive environment. This is an inclusive community. If you are exclusive, if you believe that it's your way or the highway, uh, you're probably not going to enjoy this show too much because I'm all about everyone's system having a place here. Everyone can have a voice and it can be equally well heard. I love getting DMs and emails and comments left by people about uh, what they've been going through because it's so similar. The, the thing we all have in common is that we were suffering and we thought the medicine was alcohol and drugs. And for a period of time, it very well was. I know it was for me until the medicine became the poison. And then that's where we find ourselves today in sobriety and recovery. And if, uh, again, you are just thinking about it or new into it, there is a place for you here. Uh, and we're going to discuss a lot of mindset stuff so that you can get your mind right and wrap it around exactly what it is that you're looking to um, turn yourself into, right? What what highest version of yourself has been muted all of these years because of addiction, drugs, alcohol, depression, grief, and trauma, and, and all the like, right? So the name of the show, From Sobriety to Recovery, it's called that because there is a huge humongous difference between sobriety and recovery. 
my therapist explained it to me this way, that people in sobriety, um, they could be white-knuckling it. They're counting the days. Um, they're constantly worried that they're going to slip, that they're going to relapse. Um, doesn't mean that once you're in recovery, you still don't have those kind of relapse thoughts or relapse cravings, right, where you're thinking about it. But w- when you're in sobriety, you're, it's like you're just, you're holding on for dear life. You're, you're the person on the roller coaster who's losing their minds, who refuses to raise their arms up because if you just screw up one little time, you might find yourself back in the same hole that you had been for all those years. When you move yourself into addiction recovery, it's where you are stable in your sobriety to the point where now you're able to work on your physical, your emotional, your mental, and your spiritual needs so that you can begin to really grow and blossom into the best version of yourself, whatever that looks like to you. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't be in addiction recovery and cruising along and then a bad day will come and then a craving won't hit or you'll find yourself, you know, falling into some of those old bad behaviors. What addiction recovery means is that whenever those old triggers surface and show themselves, that you have now developed better tools in which to handle those situations, right? I am very stable in my sobriety. I am, We are exactly one week away from me hitting the three-year mark. Um, it has been absolutely amazing for me to watch my own growth from the from you know the first few months into that third month, sixth month, ninth, twelfth. Uh, it's it's been fant- fantastic. Uh, go back and listen to some of the archive, some of the old episodes where I'll talk about um, you know I think episode two is the six human needs. I think episode three might be the one where we talk about uh, one day at a time versus I'm never going to drink again. There's some really really awesome stuff there. So that's why the show is called From Sobriety to Recovery. Because there is a difference, and we want to get everyone from sobriety, counting the days, white-knuckling it, over into this addiction recovery where you, you know your, your big anniversaries. I know my every month on the 13th, I, I get another month. Some months I celebrate it, some t- months I don't even remember it's happening. Uh, it really depends on what number is coming around. You know, uh, here comes 36 Obviously, that's three years. Uh, big fan of, of that. And I mean, that's a monumental, you know, kind of anniversary. Other months, you know, maybe month 28, I, I wasn't paying attention so much, right? It just, it, it's going to change and you're going to see that happen. Now, why am I launching this podcast? A, a year ago, whenever I said the answer to this, it was basically that I'm out here, I'm reading tons of books, whether it's, you know, Carol Dweck's Mindset. Let me pull up real fast. Uh, where's my Audible? My goodness. Let's see. Let's see. Let's just see what the last 10 hits um, that I've had on Audible. My Library, Fail, Fail Again by Pema Chaudron, The Courage to Confront Evil by Carolyn Miss, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, Homecoming by John Bradshaw, Healing the Shame from Within with by John Bradshaw, Spiritual Power, Spiritual Practice by Carolyn Miss, um, Practicing the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Um, there's just You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, Dare to Lead, another Brene Brown one in here. I've got Habit Stacking by S.J. Scott. 
uh, Emotional Intelligence by David Clark, Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg. All right, that's just like the first 10 or 15 on my Audible. I, I am constantly bringing information into my head. And when I moved out to Hollywood, I did it because of my journalism background uh, to get into sports, to get into news, and eventually host my own show. And and I've, I've did that. I hosted my, I hosted a, um, a some segments of news on a morning talk show in Pasadena for a year. Um, I worked with the sports website and did and hosted segments and hosted a show on there and wrote for them. Um, I've done a lot of things within the journalism multimedia sector. And so when I got sober and I'm out here learning NLP and I'm reading all these books and I'm listening to all these audibles and I'm constantly just feeding my mind information, it was only a matter of time before I started to talk to people about it. Then I started speaking at places about it. And before you know it, people were asking how they could find out more information. And it was just, you know, I stayed learning, 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 learning for that very first year. And right, right about the time I was hitting my, uh, second year in the the beginning of my second year was when I started the the podcast. And so I started it because I just, I love doing this kind of stuff. I love learning and I love to talk about it so that I relearn it in a different way. And launching this just allows me to build an inclusive space for so many people who are looking for a different way to discuss and learn what it is that sobriety and addiction recovery can offer someone. Um, I have never done AA. I did Refuge for a while, did some smart recovery. I've done every single class Kaiser Permanente could possibly offer. I have attended all the meetings there that there possibly could be. Um, I have chosen that route as the foundation of my addiction recovery. You might be finding me after such and such amount of time in Refuge or AA, whatever it might be. You know, this show is for the people who just want, uh, it's the right word, tertiary. I've recently learned the word tertiary. I'm not sure. (laughs) I just love learning new words. This is a compendium. This is is a compliment to anything else that you're already doing, right? This This isn't supposed to be a replacement for a sponsor. This isn't supposed to be a replacement for a therapist. This isn't going to be a replacement for going to meetings. This is just something that you listen to to hear other awesome stuff that will really open your mind up to a different way of seeing and thinking and feeling and, and, and just absorbing this new world that you have stepped into. The thing that, God, the thing that alcohol and drugs took away from me so much is that I lost all of my hobbies. I lost everything that I cared about. And as soon as I got sober, it's like, boom, next thing I know, I've got, had my YouTube show back up. I started doing Facebook Lives and Instagram and social media stuff because I used to be a social media marketer. It's like addiction just sucked the life out of me and left nothing behind for me to use as energy-wise towards the things that truly you know, kept me feeling the amazingness that is life. Right, I, there's a there's a song, um, and that's what keep. There's a te- trance song I love, and it, the one of the chorus hooks is that's what keeps me alive, and all of these interests that I have. Then this is why I this is why you live, guys. You live to experience everything that the world has to offer. Right, it, it's like to learn, to gain knowledge, to experience things, 
And alcohol and drugs and all these other addictive behaviors like overeating and over porn and over gambling. I mean, this just, it's, it's like you're trying to replace some sort of adrenaline rush that you want that makes you think that your life is is exciting with all these addictive vice kind of behaviors. <laughs> the whole world is addicted to something. We're just the ones who are brave enough to step outside of ourselves and say, I'm ready to make a change. I no longer want to be controlled by something outside of me. I want to be in control of every aspect of me. Everyone's welcome here. Your system, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I just said, inclusivity over exclusivity. I don't have it all figured out. A year ago when I said that, I absolutely positively knew a year later when I redid the pilot, I still would not have it all figured out. And ding, 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 you never get it all figured out. No matter how good you are at solving your own problems, there will always be more. Tony Robbins and these great these great self-help, you know, I am not your guru might be the name of his, his, one of his famous uh, YouTube videos, but I can assure you people see him as that self-help guru, no matter how many problems he can solve for one of us, or he solves for himself, another one inevitably takes its space. It, It, Problems are like shoveling water out of a boat with a hole in it. No matter how fast you go, there will always be water left in the boat. That's okay. It's how you respond to those problems rather than react. I believe that reaction is an emotionally triggered way to deal with an issue that that just surfaces, whereas responding means that it comes from a mindful place where you're able to stop slow yourself down and realize, okay, there's a better way to handle this than how I used to. All right, somebody leaves a fork in the sink, you don't freak out, start screaming at them and find yourself in the garage hitting the bong. You know, your 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 partner, your wife, your husband, whomever is waiting for you at home. You get there and things don't go well and it doesn't mean that you storm out of the house and go to the bar and get plastered. You come home and your dog or cat's torn up the house or pooped all over the place and that doesn't drive you to drink four bottles of wine. You stop, you breathe, and you assess the situation and you handle it differently. I don't get on a soapbox whenever I talk about this stuff because I, again, don't have it all figured out. But I spend every single day learning something new about myself, learning something new about this world that we live in, learning something new about how to handle myself in sobriety, how to handle myself in addiction recovery. Because there's some days where I feel like I'm just, I'm in sobriety. I'm just, I'm frustrated and it's like I'm going to go use right? There's, there's a difference between being so on the edge that you think that you might go back to a bar or go back to your dealer, or one of those days where you're just, you're not handling all of this massive amounts of input the world's throwing at you in the best manner possible. There's times where I, I freak out on my roommates or a coworker or a great friend because I just, I, I, at that moment, I am not handling things well. We all do that. That's okay. Being able to b- breathe, reassess, and afterwards go back to that person and say, man, that's not how I wanted to handle it. I'm really sorry. Let's, let's have a conversation. Let's figure out a better way for us to communicate about what just happened. This has happened to me at work tons of times. Now, I'm at least calm enough to step away before I say something that I can't take back. I always have been. Even in my drunken drunken, crazy, drunken escapades. So always 
mindful enough to walk away before I f- burned the bridge. But I'll tell you, you freak out on somebody enough times, you don't need to burn the bridge. They'll go ahead and do it for you. No doubt, all of us have experienced that, where at some point somebody just gets tired of our stuff. And that might be where you're at too with some people. Remember, regardless of where you're at in this, it you're going to eventually grow out of people just like they're going to grow out of you. And it's not a knock on either of you whenever that happens. What's important for you to realize is that as you're growing, you will grow taller than some and others will grow taller than you. One of my favorite shirts from my CrossFit days says, relax, out there right now someone is warming up with your max. Meaning that no matter how great you think that you're doing it, someone else out there is doing it just as well or perhaps even better. Right? You're doing it as well as you can do it. I remember I've listened to the pilot so many times preparing for this. And when I kept getting to that part where I was about why I was launching the podcast, it, it kept circling back to the idea that so many of us have finally gotten to a point where we're just tired of all the shit. We are just fed up. And before you can look outside and point fingers, which I don't know if that's ever really a good idea, you have to look inside. I have talked about some very, very difficult subjects over the last year. And when I've talked about them on the show or whenever I speak about them at addiction centers, wherever I happen to be talking, I'm very mindful to understand that not everybody deals with trauma the same way. Someone who is raped or molested or beaten or spanked or burned with cigarettes or so many different ways, you know, got in a car accident and watched one of their parents die. There's some really, really bad traumas that we can go through as a child that begin to lay a foundation that lead us into addiction once that becomes something that we can um, easily attain. Everyone has a choice on how they're going to deal with their pains and trauma. And I'm not going to sit here and tell anyone that they're wrong with how they've dealt with them, right? We've all been suffering. I said at the beginning of this episode, we all are suffering and that's what led us to addiction. The thing is, is that once someone rings the bell and tells you that there's a different way that you can see it, there's a different way you can respond to it, that there are other options you have besides drinking yourself or doing drugs to the point where you're, you're going to die because of something bad that happened to you a long, long time ago. Don't let what made you shape you. Don't let your parents who made you. Don't let your grandparents who raised you. Don't let these other adults who took advantage of you as a child or imprinted and implanted bad behaviors in you and then you inevitably matched and mirrored those so that you could gain their love and their acceptance. Don't let what made you shape you. You, We already have allowed so much time to pass where we allowed what made us to shape us. And now I'm ringing the bell. I'm officially ringing the bell. If the bell hasn't already been rung, and that's in reference to Pavlov's dogs, right? Like we all have, like once the bell's been rung, you can't unring the bell. 
right? It, it, but it's also about once you've heard an idea, once that bell's been rung, once you once somebody's introduced you to an idea, you can no longer go backwards. And that's what this show is going to do. I'm not saying that you that because you were assaulted or whatever trauma you that went down with you as a child or a teenage or 20 or 30 or 40, 50, whatever. Trauma can happen at any time and it can completely screw up the direction your life was going. And I'm not saying that that's easy to deal with, but at the same time, everyone out there in this world has a trauma that someone else has also had something similar to and they chose a different way to deal about it, right? You have that choice on deciding how you're going to deal with it. There's a woman whose name I consistently have tried to say on this show, and I have botched it. But her, I've, I've Googled her. She's born in 1997, so this woman's only 23 years old. Her name's Malala Yousafzai. Malala Yousafzai. If you want to find uh, articles about her, you can just type in Afghani girl Nobel Peace Prize and she'll pop up. This woman in Afghanistan um, rebuked the love of a man or she upset some sort. She upset a, a, a man uh, in Pakistan, right? As a young girl, Malala Yousafzai defied the Taliban in Pakistan and demanded that girls be allowed to receive an education. She was shot in the head by a Taliban gunman in 2012, but survived. In 2014, she became the youngest person to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. So rather than just trying to guess that I can remember this story, I just read it off her biography, right? So this woman defied the Taliban, was shot in the head, and left for dead. Now, I, I say all this because somewhere out there, someone has had a, a trauma that could have completely wrecked them. And maybe it did wreck us. Maybe it did wreck you. Maybe it did wreck me. It's a, some kind of trauma. And we handled it with addiction. And somebody else, similar trauma, handles it by, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. I am, I am man, I stand strong. Whatever it might be, they reacted a more healthy, balanced way. Malala Yousafzai was attacked by the Taliban, and instead of just you know going back and you know kowtowing to their demands and following their rules, she defied them. She has literally started an international movement. And I remember on Instagram seeing something about be careful who we uh, who we perceive as like icons in in our country because uh, one of the Jenner girls on her 18th birthday got like a Ferrari. Meanwhile, Malala Yousafzai was off opening a school in Taliban protected areas in Pakistan and Afghanistan on her 18th birthday. Like this pretty baller, right? I mean, here we're out here worshiping these, 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 these Instagram models, these famous people who don't have any kind of real talent while at the same time, there's someone halfway across the world who's doing something amazing after suffering a great trauma. I only tell you this story to, to, to help you realize that there is another way to see your trauma. There is another way to discuss it with yourself, to discuss it with the people around you, where you it can become empowering instead of being the thing that has power over you. That's the part of the bell ringing that I really wanted to sink in. As we move forward over the next year and do this show further and jump into things even more, remember that I, 
I launched the podcast so that all of us can officially hear the bell ring and we can start looking at ways that our past can empower us rather than have power over us. All right, that's the purpose of the show. What you're going to get out of this are actionable steps. You're going to get knowledge explained and discussed in a completely different way than you've probably ever heard it anywhere else. I have looked for a show similar to mine. It does not exist. That's not me tooting my own horn because all the other shows out there offer something great too. I'm not saying listen to them over mine, but I definitely think that you should you know, dip your toe in every pond and make sure that you're happy because having a show like mine, to listen to while you're driving, to just open your mind to new ideas. I love it. I I listen to so many different podcasts. Highly recommend The Life Coaching School by Brooke Castillo. Uh, I've talked about that show so much that if you listen to me regularly and you're already not a subscriber to that, then then, then okay. I don't, there's nothing to <laughs> You should go listen to Brooke Castillo. Um, so that's what you're going to get out of it. You're going to get knowledge explained in a different way something outside of the you know the the 100 years aa has been around you know there's going to be just different ways to discuss things right the length of the episode really been pushing for these things to be around 30 minutes i'm not always successful <laughs> you know but 30 minutes every week that come out on tuesday morning uh, I do them on Monday night generally because you know I've been learning all week. You know what you can expect in the future. I started this off really as a way as a as a diary of my sobriety to recovery journey and to discuss the new things that I learned because I find them fascinating and I know that you will too. In the future, it's going to be go back and look at my archive. There has been amazing stuff. And this year, we're really going to start get honing down into our three spheres, career, self-relationship, how you can grow them physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, so that all 12 quadrants of your life are rock star delicious, are ready to go. All right, I'm going to start bringing on guests. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at a lot of addiction centers um, over the next 6 to 12 months. And so I'm looking to bring guests I find out there. If you've got an amazing story, if you're out there helping people within our community as well, if you think you know someone who would be a great guest on this show, you know, hit me up. DM me on Instagram. Really would prefer you dropped a comment in because the DMs can just get overloaded with spam sometimes and it just gets super annoying to go in there and read all of those. I wish there was a way to stop that spam. Um, but yeah, hit me up in the comments. You know, go to my Facebook page. Drop a, drop a line there. Um, just the show is just going to continue to expand our minds. It's going to continue to expand our horizons because I don't just sit still. Right, I'm reading a couple different books right now. Uh, I'm also reading A Return to Love and and listening to it. Uh, I'm also reading uh, where is it, The Untethered Soul by Singer. Love that book. Um, boy, there's some <laughs> really great information in there. Um, so I'm just gonna keep shoveling in tons of information and bringing it to you, hopefully in a succinct manner so that you have a better opportunity to to take what I've learned and immediately, immediately put it into practice into your life. I have noticed that over the last six months, I'm able to stay on one topic more consistently, 
be more succinct and not start breaking off into all these little side tangents that lead me so far astray from where I had started that I don't even know where I am anymore. So I'm, I'm still working on that. <laughs> if you notice a tangent, just chuckle and know that when I get on the microphone, I get super excited. Um, and so that's it. You know, launching the podcast to just help all of us. You know, this, this show is, it doesn't matter if you're thinking about getting into sobriety recovery, you just got into it, or you've been here for decades, years, months. If you're someone who wants to be able to talk to someone who's an addict and you want to be able to start using really amazing growth mindset strategies, this show is for you. This show is for all of us, but it's just, it it is there for the people who are open-minded to hear different ways of talking about making it through this journey and becoming the best version of ourselves. Like I said before, if you are steadfast, AA is the only way, and people who don't follow that, I don't want to talk to, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Godspeed, and I wish you the best. Please, go on Instagram. Subscribe. Go on whatever app you listen to this show on. Subscribe, rate, review. I know you've heard other people ask for reviews. The stars and in a couple sentences, I cannot tell you how important iTunes, uh, iTunes specifically treats that kind of information. They will put you up higher in the rankings. They will, whenever people search for sobriety or addiction recovery or alcoholism, I'll start showing up. I get 70% of my listens from Spotify. So if you're a Spotify person, thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't even know that Spotify was going to start rocking apps as hard as they have been. And I'll tell you what, I'm not the only person in the podcasting world who has noted a, a significant amount of their following coming from that stream service. So thank you, Spotify. And if that's where you found me, much love. I appreciate you. iHeartRadio and Stitcher. Uh, I'm out there on all of those as well. So please subscribe, rate, review me. Heck, even if you don't listen to me on iTunes, if you have a way to go there, <laughs> throw something down because Apple is, man, they're they are carnivores and they will just crash your show and hide it behind shows that haven't even produced an episode in four years are ahead of mine. Um, and they have like, just because they've got 200 reviews and they haven't put out an episode since 2016. Um, so you can find me at From Sobriety to Recovery on Instagram, at From Sobriety to Recovery on Facebook, at Jesse Mogul on Twitter. Don't tweet too much. Looking to get back into that. We'll see. There's just, there's only so much time in a day. Um, and that's it. For those of you who have been listening to me for the last year, thank you. Bless you. You are inspired me to continue. You have inspired me in your own sobriety and recovery journeys. All of you have just been so amazing to me and no doubt amazing within your own community, in your locale. And and so many of us are just there for one another when no one ever sees it and no, no one ever knows what's going on. But I can assure you, if you just stop and take the time to talk to one person today, you don't even realize the butterfly effect on that. So just love each other, be kind to one another, do everything you can to be that power of positive energy in your world, and then release that and watch your life flow. I'm getting all hippy-dippy and a little whimsical here, but I really do believe that positive energy and inclusivity 
can trump all of the exclusivity and negativity that just seems to be pouring through the television, through our society, through the neighborhoods. It's like if everyone just stopped and realized that every single person you see is suffering, rich, poor, black, white, Asian, Latino, I don't care what community you're from, I don't care how big your house is, how big your bank account is, every single one of us is suffering. We're all suffering from something, and all we want is someone just to reach out and hear us and and, and sincerely care about how we're doing. Be that person in your community. Be that person in your social circle. Stop and just take the time to just pay attention to someone. You have no idea how far that can go. You just have no idea. It's unfortunate that sometimes our life isn't like a movie because you don't get to see how your one good deed turned into a good deed done by thousands of people. Just assume that that's the way that it works and that when you're kind and loving and you're compassionate and empathetic towards other people, that they go off and they turn around and they pay that forward. Just do that. Do that and watch the suffering start to dwindle in our society and for people to start to love one another again. Just, I cannot stress it enough. We're all suffering. So how about we just be kind to one another and support one another and just as much as we possibly can, just love everyone that we see. Man, would that just change the world. And for some people, they got a lot of trauma in their life. They got a lot of history uh, of, of, of shit they're trying to weld through. It might take a thousand ki- acts of kindness towards them to get the, to finally break through their exterior. But I'm telling you what, when you do, there is going to be a hurt little child back there. There's going to be a hurt teenager. There's going to be a hurt, suffering person behind that facade. And they're just going to be so grateful that someone cared enough to just pay enough attention to them until who they truly were, the loving, kind person that's been hiding inside them all along was able to break free. All right, that's going to be it for my little <laughs> love the world speech, but I swear it, it just, it, it touches me when I think about that. It just, all right, please, power of positive energy, release it and flow. Be kind to one another. Come back. Listen to me every week. Don't listen to me every week. Sh- stuff a couple shows back in the in, in the old archives. Wait till two, three come out and then jam them all. Listen to them while you got an hour and a half drive in traffic. Whatever it is you do, just be a part of the community. Realize that no matter where you're at in your life, you can be a better version of yourself today if you just pay attention, and put the intention towards it. Thank you so much again for listening to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. I am in addiction recovery. I cannot wait for the next year with you guys. It is going to be truly amazing. Here's to a new year. Here's to a new decade. And here's to Pilot Part 2. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week. (music) Bye-bye. 